Thank you for joining us today on Positively Charged Biz. We are here to motivate, inspire, and support our listeners as they write their life stories. We are a proud founding member of the Real Disrupt Podcast Collaborative, and you can check out more awesome podcasts at realdisrupt.com. Good day, everyone. I hope you are having a positive and productive day. I'm Laura Brandeo, and we have a special treat for you today. We have two awesome ladies that are not only going to inspire you, but share some unique insights. First up, we have Dr. Melissa Bird. She has given hundreds of speeches and workshops across the country, including speaking to audiences at universities, national conferences, and churches. Her combination of education, real-life experience, and practical advice makes her a powerful force to change the lives of the people she speaks to. As a life coach, author, and fiery speaker, Dr. Bird creates the genesis for a brand of leadership and graceful revolution. When she's not building her public speaking business, she can be found reading trashy novels, drinking fine whiskey, playing mom to three delicious humans, and loving her punk rock scientist, James Thomas Kelly. Get her free book, National Born Rebel, and learn how to awaken your inner revolutionary trailblazer and engage in the quest for justice. We also have with us today, Liz Irish. She is an expert in the mortgage industry with more than 20 years experience in real estate lending. An Oregon native and lover of the Pacific Northwest, Liz is passionately engaged with her borrowers, believing that customers should have an experience that leaves them knowledgeable about the lending process. Her customized one-on-one attention leaves her clients feeling supported and guided from the start of the loan through the closing. She currently resides in Corvallis area with her husband and daughter, three dogs, and a cat. I'm positively charged. We like to start at the beginning. So Liz, please tell us, what was that pivotal moment that inspired you to launch the Women in Mortgage Conference? Well, like all loan officers, my company offered a corporate discount to go see a certain coach that comes up all the time. And this coach I've listened to and is a great coach, but I related to in no way. And I would literally complain about it to everybody that I knew. Um, as I like to call myself, and I'm going to use a cuss word, I call myself the shitter sometimes because I just am like, I really don't like this. This is why I don't like it. It doesn't relate to me. I complained and complained, and I don't really like to complain without doing something about it. And so I know this crazy woman by the name of Melissa Bird, and um, I called her up and I said, Missy, why don't we do a conference for women producers in mortgage? And she said, okay, let's do it. And, I, and here we are today, and that's basically how it started, by just needing something to relate to more um, and to get me excited about my job. That is awesome. So, so a couple of questions. So one, why couldn't you relate to that coach? Was it um, the style? Was it not having a woman connection? What was it that made it so that particular coach, no name needed, um, wasn't relatable? Um, that coach is an older man 
Okay. Uh, quite a bit older than me. His career path was completely different. Mm -hmm. um, how he relates to his clients was different. Okay. Um, there really wasn't very much that I aligned with. While I think we all hear all kinds of programs for coaching and doing business, and we feel like they all have great systems, and if we just work those systems, they'll work, I think I wanted something a little deeper. I wanted okay. something that we could talk about some of the issues. I wanted some bonding. I wanted some amen moments. I wanted more than just going through the motions to do my job to increase my numbers. Okay. Awesome. So now I need to go back a step. How did the two of you meet? Oh, <laughs> I love this story. So um, I have these lawn signs in my yard that say really inspirational things like oh. don't give up and you matter. I got them from a friend of mine who started this movement to empower people through positive messages on your lawn. Okay. Um, she started this organization called Don't Give Up. And, um, and so I have like, six lawn signs on my lawn, right? And I would reconfigure them every once in a while. Well, the local media did a news story about me because they saw something that I had posted on like one of our Corvallis Facebook groups. Okay. I'm thanking someone for leaving me a rock that said love. It was a painted rock that said love by one of my signs. I thought, oh, how lovely. Yeah. Our community's coming together. It's all fallen apart since then. But anyway, <laughs> and so... I met this woman who invited me to go to the, her local business networking group. And so I was like, sure, I'll go. I mean, I've got my own business. I'm a life coach and a public speaker, and I'm happy to go to this business networking group. And that's where I met Liz. And I realized in the moment that I met Liz that although the woman who introduced me to Liz is lovely, the real reason I was there was to meet Liz. And Aww. And we immediately hit it on like a house on fire. Our birthdays are very like the same week. Like we have all these things in common and um, we just were a house on fire. And Liz and I um, have done several things together professionally. But when she came to me about the conference, I, you know, I've been doing conferences and meetings for years and I was like, sure, no problem. What I didn't realize was going to happen though, Laura, that I'm really excited about is that it has expanded, not just my knowledge about the mortgage industry, because I knew nothing about it. Right. But what I love about it is my foundation for everything is to empower women and girls. Mm -hmm. And my mission in, in life is to really, that's my foundation that I operate from. And so when Liz presented me with this opportunity, it was a no brainer for me. Because the idea of helping women producers and loan officers like Liz really not just harness their wealth and their power, but really find uh, their own voice and the thing that lights them up and makes them feel passionate. Like that's what I'm excited about, about what we're doing. And so it was just, I was like, yeah, sure. You want to disrupt the mortgage industry? Sounds good. I'm in. <laughs> so Liz, you've been in the mortgage business for 20 years, which were similar timelines with myself. So we've obviously seen lots of cycles and we've seen lots of changes and some things haven't changed, right? So from your perspective, being a woman in the mortgage business for that length of time, what are some things that you have seen maybe not change that you feel you can have a part of changing or some things that you've witnessed change that you're like, all right, we're starting to see some progress. 
I would like to start with the positive and that's the things that have changed. And you and I talked about this. I see women now that I never saw in our industry. Um, And through some of the interviews we've done to kind of push the conference and tell people of conference, I have had such, and Missy really, Missy makes a lot of the calls, such a great warm reception by all of these fabulous women. Um, Women that are like superheroes in our industry women like you, Laura, who are just out there running companies, making things happen and willing to share everything you've experienced, your personal experiences, your feelings, your stories about children's and husbands. Um, and it's been, for me, I I said it on our interview, it was almost like going to church talking (laughs) to you, right? It was exactly what I'd hoped it would be. Um, and that has been the best part of this recent change that I've seen. Um, the stuff I haven't seen, uh, I was a producing manager not very long ago. I'm off and on. Every once in a while, I get wrangled into being a manager. It's not where I like to be. Um, and I was a producing manager, and I was at a manager conference. And it was, as usual, branch managers and, and above, mostly dudes. Yeah. Right? Um, most of them are older than me. Yep. Um, m- there was almost non-existent people of color. Yeah. Um, right. And that was as early, that was as, that was a couple years ago. Um, and it was, I have a 24 year old daughter, uh, and we all know how our millennials are. She's been great at helping me see things I never noticed before. Right. And I have, I have a couple of those myself and yes, they, they certainly open your eyes, right? (laughs) They they all grow. They make us grow. And I sat in that whole experience and I was, I was just disappointed. Right. I was sad. Um, it was not, I don't think I was excluded because I, I lo- love the people that I worked with at the time. They're really lovely people, but it just wasn't the experience that I wanted. Um, and I think as we go through our industry, we, it's more important and it's obvious to me that it's more important that representation matters, right? right? Representation matters for women. Representation matters for people of color. And we can't believe it if we can't see it. We don't know what we don't know. Um, And so that has been kind of the bummer. And so whenever, every time my corporate offices, doesn't matter what company I'm with, offer the same dude um, teach me how to do mortgage every single company. Um, I was just exasperated by it and I was just craving something more. Well, that's a beautiful thing that you spoke up because I think one of the things, the positive changes that is taking place within our industry is I think we we've said this before, you're starting to see women use their voice. You're yes. starting to see women kind of say, no, I'm not feeling it anymore. The same old, same old just isn't going to cut it. We need to challenge it. We need to do better. We need to expand here. So kudos to you for raising your hand and speaking up because that's not easy. Then that's one of the steps, right? Yeah. And I want to say, I am always terrified. Missy can tell you. I've had so many moments where she's talking about, I'm looking at myself in the Zoom and my face is red because I'm talking, right? I'm, I feel like I'm on the spot where that's, I just can't hand, I don't know, it's age or something. It shows on my face all the time. But I know we're all are terrified to speak up. I mean, a lot of us are terrified to speak up. Sure. And, and so more of us need to do it wherever we can so that we can be seen and others can see us and be brave to do the same. 
Absolutely. Love that. All right. So Missy, you've been working with your part of your passion and your mission has been to empower women. Okay. So that's a big, that's, that's very, you know, open-ended, right? There's lots of things that go into that. All right. And listen, we're having a real conversation. We're, we're speaking truth. We're being open. Okay. I want to hear from you again, over time, you know, from what you've seen, because it's changed, right? And it's ever changing. Do you, what do you feel would be your best message to women out there to help them find their voice or help them to understand that it doesn't have to be, uh, you know, I, I was earlier today, I was on a call and we were having a conversation about a lot of times we emulate other people. Because that's just, just like you just said, Liz, right? People kind of emulate and follow what they've seen. And it's hard to be brave and it's hard to step outside. What do you recommend or what help can we provide to have women be able to have that level of brave and, and be able to step outside of the normal that they see? I love that question. I think that the the very first thing is that if you aren't having a good time, you can stop and it's okay. Like if right. it doesn't feel good and you're not enjoying things, even the mundane things that you that are like the daily tasks in your world, if it's not leading to some sort of joy, then it's okay to evaluate that and look at that and think to yourself, yeah, no, this isn't working for me. Right. I, I'm not having a good time here. And, and I think if there's anything we've learned in the last two months, it's that we can't afford not to have a good time. Right. We can't afford not to feel joy in our work. And with all my clients and all the people I work for and, and with, the number one thing is, is that I hear that they're not having a good time. And the way to really tap into that joy is to really listen to your body. So if you feel expansive and lit up and turned on and super excited, then yeah, that's your thing. And if it, if you aren't finding that in your work, it's okay to think about how can I make a shift? How can I do something different? What would feel good right now? What feels like love? One of the things that I love to do with my clients is have them regularly check in with, does this feel like love? So when women are making major, major decisions, especially when it comes to work, what feels like love? Does this action feel like love? And if it doesn't, then don't do it. And it's okay not to do it. Men do this all the time. They're like, oh, that doesn't feel good. I don't like that. I'm going to go do something different. <laughs> right? That's just what they do now. Right. We have to question it and overanalyze it. And what's anybody going to think about it? So really tapping into that thing that lights you up and makes you feel excited. And remember why you got into the mortgage industry in the first place in particular, because one of the, or your business, whatever your business is, why did you start? Why did you go into it? The thing I've loved about working with Liz and being introduced to all these women is that there's always you, every single one of you has a reason that you got into this industry. And I, every woman I work with, no matter what she's doing, there is a purpose to the reason we go into business, especially for ourselves. And if you can tap back into that core purpose, then you can really have a good time in your work. And I think a lot of times we think we have to work in this sort of, and not have a good time 
because of all these other pressures we have as moms, as the breadwinners, you know, whatever it is, maybe it's that we just want to prove that we can bust through that glass ceiling once and for all. But the bottom line at the end of the day is if you're not turned on and you're not tapped in and you're not having a great time, then there's no reason. And right. so I think that for a lot of people, if you can listen to your body and there's a difference between being excited, I call it being terrified, which is a word I learned from my coach, Mary Houston. If you're slightly terrified and excited at the same time, do that. But if you feel <laughs> nauseous and gross and oh. your body feels heavy, that's not the direction you're meant to go. And the minute you follow that other path where you feel the butterflies and excited, but it's sort of scary, the money comes, the business comes, the people come, and, you, and you'll have a damn good time doing it. It's easier to be brave, too. And it's yes. way easier to be brave. Yeah, it, it's actually interesting. me, And I love that word. I, I love the terrified and the... <laughs> I love, I love that. Terrified. So I love that. I, I actually yeah. going to have to write that one down. Write that one down <laughs> and, that and was, thank Mary Houston for that. that yeah, that me. is a fantastic word because speaking even for myself and, and, you know, I told you guys the story about how I was afraid to get up on stage. And once I did it, I, I kind of was like, Oh my God, I was terrified, but yet, man, I fell in love with it. So I agree with you that that is a wonderful way to look at things. And, and it's funny. I mean, if you ever looked up the word work in the dictionary or your synonyms for work, they're very negative words. They're very, very negative words. But like you just said, and, and that, was, that was great how you explained it, right? The last couple of months have all shown us we shouldn't waste any moments. So you have to be passionate and excited and slightly terrified in the work that you do and because it will make it so, you, you know, if you love what you do, you never work a day in your life. That's what they say, right? Listen, if I'm going to go out, I, I'm going to go out with a fire right behind me going, <laughs> what? That was amazing. I agree. 100%. I totally agree. So Liz, I have to ask you this question now that, now that Missy just brought this up. So Liz, how did you get into the mortgage business? I'm, now I'm dying to know. How did you get in? So I actually started as a realtor. Okay. Uh, like you, Laura, I married at 19. Yeah. Um, didn't know what I wanted to be. I lived in a small town and I thought, well, maybe I'll sell real estate. Um, I looked 12. Um, <laughs> <laughs> and I ended up shortly thereafter being pregnant with my daughter. And I, I jokingly say I got listings. I would call Fizbo's out of the newspaper. I got listings because people felt sorry for hey, me. Hey, right? whatever and, works. Whatever works, Liz. I look like the <laughs> pregnant teenager. Um, so anyway, uh, it was good. I had a great training early on doing cold calling. That was before you do not call this. And we called out of the phone book, right? The whole thing. Um, and I wasn't in love with real estate. I did okay. And I had a great, I, I mentioned her before, Nancy Venuti. She's still selling real estate in Southern Oregon. And she's such a great mentor. She was, she would come in in heels and pantyhose and a cake she baked the night before <laughs> and she would kick butt. And I drove her out of her mind. I know I did, uh, but she was the best teacher ever. Oh, that's awesome. I, I'm everywhere. Um, and, uh, I got, I got tired of it. Um, and I went to work as a bank teller because I wasn't okay. qualified to do anything else. Um, and I was pregnant with my second daughter, Haley. And, um, and 
my favorite mortgage lender walked in and said, what are you doing? And I said, I have no idea. Um, and she said, have the baby come work for me. I had Haley in October and I carried her in her car seat in December wow. into the office to learn how to do loans. And, and Kathleen Powell was her name and she was, she was awesome. Um, I was able to make her copies and listen to her sit in on appointments, right. To learn the business. I worked kind of as her assistant and, um, and it clicked. I thought this was going to be this really complicated business, but it actually made sense. And I found my passion to do loans because I lived in a world where people thought money was complicated and it was connected to morals and people had guilt and all this stuff. And I was able to say, listen, quick, don't sit across my desk and cry. You're fine, right? Your credit score isn't that bad. Let's talk about it and let's buy a house, right? Let's get you together with a realtor and get you in a house. And it was so rewarding for me. Um, I was number seven in the company within a year. Um, I was in President's Club and I was a small town girl and I was being sent to five-star hotels and nice sheets and cabanas on the beach and trips to Vegas. And and then they quickly promoted me to branch manager, which I wasn't great at. And um, and so that's how I got into it. And that's what the love of yeah. the business was, was just, this isn't that hard. Life isn't that hard. No. We can tell people how to master their money and their credit scores and and move forward with their life and they don't have to be stuck. And that's where my passion was in this business. It was honestly the 500 FHA credit score that you talked about. <laughs> that's how I started. <laughs> we had so many of those people, right? Where you're like, you know, if you just pay your, if you just pay your cards down, it'll be better. Right? Like it was great. It was a great time. Liz is really it. good at this though. Like you gotta know, like Liz is the queen of talking you out of, I mean, we, we, the thing I love about working with Liz is I talk her out of her shell and I'm like, it's okay to be on screen. You're going to be fine. Nothing bad is going to happen to you. And no, like, it's okay for you to work on your credit score, Missy. It's going to be fine. It's just a bunch of numbers. <laughs> it's not terminal. I like to say your credit right. score is not terminal. No, 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 but that's wonderful. And I love here. I mean, I, Everybody has a story. That's the beauty of our industry. Nobody wakes up in high school you know, or freshman year of college and says, all right, I got it. I'm going into the mortgage business. Yeah. Nobody yeah. does that. Unless your mother or father or somebody works in the mortgage business. That's about the only time that happens. Um, so I love hearing those stories. Uh, they're really, really great, wonderful stories. Now, also want to go back to another thing. So the story of how you guys met, um, I think hearing that, and and I have some very special friends in our industry from a similar situation. You just click and it's just like, that's it. You're inseparable. Speak to me about the importance of that being women. And, And this isn't necessarily having to do with the mortgage business, just in general. You know, having that connection, having that relationship within others to be able to lift each other up, share, you know, maybe have that nice kind word behind you or that push, right? It's okay to be on the video. We're going to push you out there. So, you know, who wants to share your thoughts? Okay. So, uh, neither Missy and I are delicate. Um, I think that for us, it clicked because we can, we can say the absolute truth to each other and it, we're, we don't take offense to it. Right. Right. Um, and Missy's incredibly bright. Um, Missy she has like, a doctor in front of her name. <laughs> right, right. And, and I'll say something 
unconsciously, you know, we all have those unconscious uh, thoughts and those things. And I'll say it out loud and she'll be like, girl, you got to stop saying that. You got to get, get it together. You got to stop saying that. And I love that about her. Uh, and, and I think that there isn't anything this woman could say to me that would ever hurt me because I know it comes from her heart and I know it comes from an authentic place and there's safety in that, right? There's safety when we can trust the people we surround ourselves with. Right. Absolutely. And, you know, I have to say, I love, I love you bringing this up because I think, I think that we have learned as women that other women are the enemy, right. especially in our particular fields, right? We're supposed to be climbing on top of each other to get over each other. And, and it's structured that way really to keep us in our place. And mm-hmm. I believe that in my heart. And I believe that slowly, but surely we are remembering just in the fiber of our being and in our hearts that actually we're supposed to come together collectively. Because if you look back through time, it is women who hold everything together. We are the nurturers and the creators of life, literally. And, and I really, I think that it, I am honored to be able to use my women's intuition and my intuitive side to be able to tap into this community with the women that I love in my life and say, you know, let's come together. Let's think about how we can creatively think about the way we define community and what we're doing in our community. And that's really what I think is most important for women to recognize, find your people and build that village and have that village encourage the village to do what it's here to do. I am not Liz. I don't get numbers. I've been doing a business plan and I'm like, Oh God, what, what is this spreadsheet stuff and live or die by the numbers? What the heck? I can't, I, it's like not my, my passion. It's not. But my passion is creating community where people can come together and heal and tap into their passion and make a difference in their own communities. And so finding women that will help you in that divine purpose, finding women who will support you in being that human, that's what we need and that's what we're craving. And that's what I think is so important about and not stepping all over each other. Like we have got to let the mean girl thing go. Like for the love. It is time to let it go. Yeah. <laughs> you you are a hundred percent correct. I mean, it's funny how many years of Liz and I could probably relate to you said you were a branch manager, and of course I've managed so many people throughout my career. How many times did you hear I relate more to having men on my team? I would rather have a team of men because it's harder to manage other women because there's too much competition or there's too much backstabbing or the cat fight or whatever. You're correct. I, I appreciate this is I'm, I'm seeing such joy of one of the things that I'm noticing change that is starting to get old now. It is starting to be really, I mean, if we can't come together and lift each other up and truly, truly say, yay, Liz is doing awesome and Missy's doing awesome. We support you and lift you up. What are we doing? Right? I mean, if we can't come together and support each other, what good are we? What, What good are we? I mean, this is why, you know, listen, it's 2020. This is not 1975. I mean, my God, it's time for us to realize that the only way we're ever going to truly change things 
No one's going to change it for us. We have to change it. And that's why it's great. Like, you know, tell I want to hear about the conference. Tell me what you guys are going to be doing. Tell me what you hope to accomplish. Tell me exactly. Yeah. Give, give us all a sneak peek of now. Let's fast forward 2022. <laughs> let's, let's hear all the exciting things about the conference. Well, so it was going to be 2021, yes. but global pandemic and everything gets moved back a year. Whatever. It's fine. We're it's be- for the best. It's for yeah. the best. It'll right. be, it'll so, be awesome. So when Liz and I actually sat down at the coffee shop to envision this, to lay this out, she's like, I want to bust the balls and I want to <laughs> disrupt this industry. And I want to bring in people that we've never heard from before ever. And I was like, okay. What are you thinking? And she's like, you know, Soraya Schmally who wrote Rage Becomes Her? And I was Great like, book, yes. by the way, yeah. <laughs> this is one of Liz's yeah. most favorite books. I recommended it to Liz. Mm-hmm. Well, Soraya and I are friends. Oh, okay. And I just texted her from the coffee shop and was like, hey, I got a paid gig. You want to come out and do a conference for women in mortgage? And she wrote me back and she's like, sure, whatever. I'll do that. Awesome. And you the power of the asking, right? Like yep. ask for what you want, you get it. So Liz was blown. Like Liz was like, did you really just get Soraya? And I was like, yeah, we just need to go through the particulars, right? So we are envisioning a conference that is not the typical industry conference. We Mm -hmm. want producers in particular to feel empowered and emboldened and to feel like they are going to walk away from that day and a half with their voice intact, with honed in on their passion and recognizing from speakers like Joe Saxton and Soraya Schmally, and we're going to have coaches, we're going to do some um, coach panels, but we're going to do it from that space of shifting your mindset, tapping into your divine assignment, figuring out what it is that lights you on fire so that you can go and disrupt the mortgage industry sure. and really own your power and your wealth. Because if there's one thing I've learned from you, Laura, from all of these other women we're now connecting with slowly but surely, all of them have said, listen to your intuition and do yeah. what makes you Every happy. one of them. Every, Every one. Of them. one. And yeah. uh, we want to give women a day and a half of how to tap into your intuition, listen to the things that drive you and move forward in the mortgage industry so that women can own their wealth in the industry. And so- and I want to interrupt and go back to my favorite book, Rage Becomes Her. (laughs) Um, It's like, it has this title that makes you think, oh, I don't want to read about rage. But it talks about all of us women and a lot of us, I'm I'm 46, I'm proud to say it, you know, standing in a generation, being grown up in a generation where we've been taught not to be angry. Right. Um, not to have our feelings, not to let tears happen, not to let, and I, I just really want to start from a place that if we really want to be honest and we really want to be successful, we have to start on an even playing field and we have to deal with some of this stuff. Now I'm not, I don't want the whole thing to be like hold hands and huggy unless you're into that. That's fine. (laughs) Um, But I, I think it's important for us to say that we get to have feelings right. and we get to be frustrated. We get to be angry. We get to know where we stand. We also get to see how the world sees us. And I think a lot of us women are not completely honest with ourselves about how the world interprets being a woman, whether it's another woman interpreting a woman, like we said about, right. you know, just being mean and not fair to men interpreting women to how many words we use versus how many words men use. I mean, until we really understand the science behind what it is to be a woman, it's going to be harder for us to break through this glass ceiling. And so I wanted to talk a little bit about that. And that's why Soraya is just 
she makes my heart beat. She's just oh, great. great. She's the science about it. But I also want to have panels. I mm-hmm. want to have female coaches. I want to have female pro- big producers. I want us to go, how do you do it? How do you fight through your day? How, if you have small children, how did this person do it yep. when they were small children, right? Um, I, I don't know that I'm going to push any kind of like, well, you got to call your database and you have to <laughs> do your handwritten notes and you have to, right? I think it's a little bigger than that. So I want, I want to kind of go a little deeper on this one. That's where right. I was coming from. And like it. Cre- create a space for hundreds of loan officers and producers to come together. Right. Mm-hmm. And connect and right. commune and be with each other because th- there are, there are opportunities to go to conferences in the mortgage industry, but there are not very many opportunities where loan officers and producers can come together in a room and right. really be in that energy with each That's other. That's great. That's awesome. And the community yeah. can build, right? Yep. The community we can build. Right. So what have you learned from some of the women that you've been interviewing? I know I was a guest of of one of your interviews. So what, what are some of the takeaways? You mentioned the intuition. Is there anything else that you were kind of like, wow, you know, I had no idea that, that all this was transpiring. So I want to speak up Kelly Resendez. I'm reading her book, Big Voices. Uh Voices. And um, she was, super fun. Mm-hmm. Um, she was another religious experience for me. She was, she had a whole different energy. I immediately downloaded her book and I've been listening to it. You know, she's all into the neuroscience on how our brains work and how our ego works and how we tell ourselves stories that yeah. really just cut us off. Um, and I, that was phenomenal. I really, I really enjoyed talking to Kelly. Um, and we keep coming back. We, Every single one of them, every single one of them talk about intuition and embracing your feminine. Yeah. Which I'm a big believer on. I mean, I I told you, we actually are given multiple gifts, you know, with being women, obviously many, 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 many gifts. But one of the biggest gifts that we get is to have that ability. The issue is, is that most of us ignore it or we don't listen to it when it's trying to give us messages. So we kind of like, oh yeah, yeah, I hear it, but nah, I must be, I must be thinking wrong. But it really does guide us. So I 100% believe in that. And if there's one message to, to really get out to everybody out there for the women is trust your instincts, trust, yeah. trust your intuition because it really does serve you well. And there's probably many times where you're like, I should have just listened. (laughs) If I had just listened to it, I would have wound up in a different spot. (laughs) The nugget we got from Christy Cunningham today, um, run Zenix, the nugget we got from her today, which is the other thing I really want to throw out here for your listeners, is silence is power. Mm. Be quiet. Throw out what you need to throw out and then listen for the number to come back. We were talking specifically about negotiation and numbers. Right. And then just zip it. Mm-hmm. And I was like, whoo, that is some good is advice. Silence mm-hmm. is power. Mm-hmm. Learn when to shut it. Because as women, we walk around justifying our very existence in the world so often. And I loved that because I thought about all the times that I have been quiet. And boy, that's when people get nervous because I'm a loud mouth. Mm-hmm. Clearly. And so mm-hmm. when I'm quiet, people are like, 
perhaps we should listen. <laughs> so I loved that other nugget because that is truly, I had not thought about that, but silence is power and it's okay to not justify your existence and wait for the other person to talk. Well, you have to have control and confidence to stop speaking. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Right? Yes. Yes. Yeah, absolutely. You absolutely do. You do. So that's a very, very good tip. And that's definitely one for everyone to remember at times because you're right. A lot of times we're justifying and justifying and kind of like putting it out there, but you're right. Know when it's time not to. So very I good. Like, I like to say the person that speaks first loses sometimes. Sometimes. Yeah. Yes, absolutely. That is awesome. All right. So another another question I want to hear your Wait, advice hold on. hold on really quick. Oh. I misspoke. That was Marsha Davies. It wasn't Christy. Oh, there you go. <laughs> there you go. Good correction. Hi, that was awesome. All right. It's graduation season. Okay. So I want to know, both of you. What one piece of advice would you give a recent young lady starting her career now? You want me to narrow it down to one? I mean, I have a 24-year-old. I give her advice every day. I want give, give, us, give us a few nuggets there. I want to hear from both. Go ahead, Liz. Um, so my favorite, which I learned from... Nancy selling real estate early on was, uh, ask, ask for what you want. The worst that's going to happen is they're going to say yes. They rarely ever say no. Right. Um, so I'm, I'm always advocating, uh, speaking up and asking for what you want. Uh, nobody gives us what we need in life. We have mm-hmm. to ask for it. And I don't know if it's all of the princess and prince movies and somebody's going to come sweep us off our feet, kind of storyland garbage. Um, but men are never going to read our minds, whether we're married to them or they're our bosses or our coworkers. So you have to say what it is you need and you have to be comfortable saying what you need. Good advice. Mm-hmm. All right, Missy. Well, I have an 18 year old graduate ah, this year. There you go. So we've been through it with, with her um, a lot in the last eight weeks. Mm-hmm. And she was like, apathetic about high school but for some reason missing the graduation is causing yeah. conflict within her which i think is interesting because she could have blown it off like no big deal but now right thing and and i say that i tell you that backstory a little bit because giving her advice um has been really interesting and the one thing that i feel like i really want all these young women to know is you're right leadership and speaking your actual truth is embarrassing and hard among your peers in this day and age because people, we are training young women in particular to take the easy way out that women who are on social media, who are experiencing this, this immediate gratification and this immediate response about how beautiful or ugly they are, smart or stupid they are, the messages that women are immediately receiving because of Snapchat and Instagram and now TikTok, it's much harder to speak that truth to the people around you if you are afraid they will reject you. Mm. You're right. And it, 
I, we are constantly talking to our daughter about speaking her absolute truth. And we have all the positive sayings everywhere, all over our house. But that is where her conflict lies. And so to all of you who are graduating this year and who are in your early 20s, I say, it's going to be okay. The earth will not open up and swallow you whole if you speak your absolute truth. That's what leadership is about. And it's the hard part of leadership is speaking your truth. But if you do, the people who are not here for you will go away. And the people that want to be with you and are meant to be with you will become attracted to you and they will come in. You will not lose all your friends. You'll lose the people who aren't your friends. And that is beautiful. That is beautiful. Very well said and, and good advice. Because yes, it's a, it's a very different world than when we graduated high school and college. And yes, um, it's almost like you can't, <laughs> I, I couldn't even imagine. I, I really could not imagine how difficult it must be for young women at, at this stage with social media and all that. And you're right, that instant gratification, it's right. You know, oh, I'm going to put up something where I get likes and comments and everything else. And you're kind of torn. And yeah, it is difficult, but you're right. That is leadership. So also, very good. Let's I think our age being of the age that we are ish, all of us were around the same area. It's a beautiful time for us. And I very think that, much so. I think that that's why it's easy for us to speak our truth. Nobody's eaten us alive yet. We've survived lots of things. Um, and so it, I, I think it's really easy for us to say and wrap our arms around these 20 year olds and say, look at, we lived it. We survived it maybe a little bit different, but we're not going to die from it. You're going to be embarrassing. You're going to make bad decisions. You may you know, screw it all up. Uh, you, you could get fired. You could get, it just doesn't matter. You're going to survive anything and you're going to keep going and you're going to be here later. So that is exactly right. And that's the importance of our generation speaking up and sharing because no one, I'm sorry, I'm sure all of us, when we were 18, 19, 20, 25, none of us would have listened to anyone, you know, our age going, don't worry. It'll be, yeah. What do they know? (laughs) They don't understand. I think we all would relate to that, but we're going to keep sharing and we're going to keep getting our voice out and keep, the more we share it, it will resonate and it will connect and it will touch others that will spread. So how do people hear about the conference? How do people follow what you guys are up to so that they can continue to, to, you know, watch what's, what's transpiring and participate in this wonderful event. So you can find uh, Liz and I on LinkedIn. So I'm on LinkedIn as Dr. Melissa Bird and Liz is under Liz Irish. We also have a website, um, ashlingproductions.org and it's spelled A-I-S-L-I-N-G productions.org. And then we also have a Facebook page, um, which is Ashling Productions. Um, and so you can join us on any of those social media platforms. And we do have a YouTube channel where all the videos, um, and interviews that we're going to be doing over the next several months will be up. And so, um, you can catch those interviews over there as well. Awesome. Great interviews. People as fabulous as yourself, right? It's just, (laughs) we feel so lucky. (laughs) Well, it was my pleasure. And I'm so happy that you guys, even this, I have to share this story. So it was funny. Missy reaches out to me. 
and says, hey, we're doing this series, you know, will you come on to be a guest? And I said, really weird situation here. I was going to reach out to you to be on my podcast. How bizarre. We didn't know each other. We had not connected previously, except I know you reached out to me to tell me about the conference like back a few months ago. But what are the odds at that moment, we were literally aligned and thinking the same thing. And that is women's intuition. So it was my pleasure. Thank you so much, ladies, for being part of Positively Charged podcast. We will continue to watch and I can't wait to see your event and we'll keep watching your interviews. Thank you for everything you do. And we wish you the best. Thank Thank you, Laura. Take care. Thank you for joining us for another episode of Positively Charged Biz. I'm Laura Brandeo, and we are here to motivate, inspire, and support our listeners as they write their life stories. If you have an inspiring story, please email me at laura at positivelycharged.biz. And remember to subscribe to hear more great guests. And connect to us on Facebook at Positively Charged and Instagram at Positively Charged Podcast. Until next time, we wish you a positive day.